Listener-supported Catholic 540 Divine Mercy Radio presents Divine Mercy Kids. Introducing you to the best of Catholic children's literature, stories of the saints, and steps to bring you closer to Jesus and your community. On Catholic 540 AM Divine Mercy Radio, welcome your host of Divine Mercy Kids, Nicole Swanick. Hello and welcome to Divine Mercy Kids, a weekly program where we grow in faith and love through the inspirational stories of our Catholic Church and its saints. I'm your host, Nicole Swanick, and I am so happy to be here to read and to learn with you today. Last week, we read about the baptism of our Lord, and we learned about how our own baptism gives us the superpowers to become holy heroes. Those powers are better than any superpowers that we may read about or watch about on TV, because through baptism, we get our power from God. Now, if you were with us last week, you know that our powers to be holy heroes come from God's gifts and His grace, and we literally have His life, God's life, flowing within us and through us. You may have heard it said that with great power comes great responsibility. Well, this is true for the power that God gives us as well. God has given us some amazing graces and amazing gifts And with those gifts comes the responsibility to live out our baptismal promise. At baptism, we are each anointed as priest, prophet, and king. That's incredible. That's huge. So over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to be anointed as priests, prophets, and kings. And we're going to learn about three different holy heroes that lived out that great responsibility of their baptismal promise. So let's begin about talking about our role as priests. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the baptized, that's you, that's me, we serve as priests through our sacrificial efforts to bring people to God. So in baptism, we share in the priesthood of Christ. Baptism gives us a share in what's called the common priesthood of all believers. Now, this is distinctly different than an ordained priest. Your church is led by a father. That would be an ordained priest. And his priesthood is part of the ministerial priesthood. Now, if you haven't received holy orders or been ordained as a priest— then you're not part of the ministerial priesthood, but you are part of the common priesthood. And as part of that common priesthood, we can actively offer ourselves and our gifts and our sacrifices to God. So just like ordained priests offer the consecrated bread and wine during Mass, we too can offer sacrifice to God. So as part of our common priesthood, We need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time participating in the sacraments and attending Mass. And we need to have a really strong and close relationship with Christ. And then we need to go out, go out into our families and our communities and bring Christ to the people around us. Bring people to God through your efforts. This is that great responsibility that we just talked about. So let's read about a holy hero, Pedro de Gante, who lived his baptismal promise as priest, 
bringing God to the people through his efforts and through his sacrifices. Great Missionaries Throughout the Ages Pedro de Gante, Father to the Aztecs Not long after Christopher Columbus discovered the New World, Spanish conquistadors invaded Mexico in search of gold. They were followed by humble monks who sought to help the native people discover a greater treasure, the kingdom of God. What were these Franciscan brothers doing, dressed in their brown habits with sandals on their feet, sailing toward the New World? Was it to search for cities of gold that Pieter van de Moor and his two companions had left their hometown of Ghent, Flanders, in modern-day Belgium? When they disembarked on the Mexican shore in 1523, it had only been two years since the fearsome Hernán Cortés had conquered the Aztecs. He had put the land to fire and sword and established his capital in Mexico City. With the gold of the New World, he had built an empire for the Spanish crown he called New Spain. On their arrival in Mexico City, Brother Pieter and his companions saw nothing of the great Aztec pyramids where terrible human sacrifices had been offered daily. The conquistadors had destroyed them. In place of the temples dedicated to the gods Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca, Pieter found new brand new churches built in the Spanish colonial style. Spanish Emperor Charles V wanted his new dominions evangelized. So he sent priests and religious such as Pieter, a relative of his, to Mexico. Pieter of Ghent, who in the Spanish-speaking New World was renamed Pedro de Gante, often wrote to Emperor Charles to report on his missionary efforts. He took an interest in the lives of the native Mexicans. Until then, no one was quite sure if they should be baptized or not. The Spaniards weren't even entirely sure they had human souls, and it hadn't been long since they had been practicing human sacrifices and cannibalism. For Pedro and his companions, there wasn't a shadow of a doubt. The natives were beloved children of God. They must be baptized. Pedro didn't stay long in Mexico City among the conquistadors. Instead, he settled in Texcoco about 20 miles away to live among the Aztecs. Pedro wanted very much for them to discover Jesus. He was welcomed by King Ixtlicochitl, who was open to the European presence and the gospel. Brother Pedro quickly established good relationships with the king's family. To better communicate with the Aztecs, he learned their language. And what a language! It was not written in letters, but in pictograms. That's it, thought Pedro. To tell the Aztecs about Jesus, he drew colorful little pictures. He also used illustrations to explain the Trinity, teach the sign of the cross, and relate important episodes from the Bible. And it worked! The people accepted his teachings. Three years later, the king was baptized along with his whole family. While some Spaniards treated the Aztecs like slaves, Pedro loved them like brothers. He discovered they had great artistic talents and much ingenuity. 
Why not open a school for them, he thought. There they could learn to paint and sculpt and build things, to make musical instruments and sing. Pedro had noticed that they sang beautifully. He had them chanting in a choir worthy of Emperor Charles V himself. Thus began the Colegio San Jose de los Naturales, which soon welcomed almost a thousand native boys selected from the higher-ranking families. What a success this first school was in the new world. But Brother Pedro wasn't about to stop there. He was disgusted by the cruelty of the conquistadors, who enslaved the Aztecs and worked them nearly to death. What could he do for the sick or the suffering whom no one tended? Pedro built a hospital, the first of the North American continent. When money ran short to realize his ambitions, he didn't hesitate to go begging. It didn't bother him to be poor among poor. He also established many churches around Mexico City for the native people. He was very good about speaking about God, gently and without stammering, for he had always stammered when he spoke in Spanish. Pedro baptized many natives. Among them was Juan Diego. It was he who would see with his own eyes the Virgin Mary, known as Our Lady of Guadalupe, in a vision on Tepayac Hill in 1531. Pedro devoted himself to his beloved students until his last breath at the age of 90. The day after his death, the people who dwelled in the Mexican Valley and the surrounding hills came in the tens of thousands to pay their respects to the man they called Father. Pedro de Gante is recognized throughout all Latin America as the father of the native peoples. Pedro de Gante was beatified in 1998 by Pope John Paul II. The End Now, Pedro de Gante absolutely lived out his baptismal promise as priest. He wanted to bring God to the people of Mexico. You heard that many of the native Mexican people practiced the Aztec religion. This means they believed in many gods, not our one true God. They also believed that in order to appease those gods, they needed to make human sacrifices. This was a really gruesome practice, and it was very sad. Lots of people were killed because of that Aztec belief that humans needed to be offered to the gods to make the gods happy. And these people, they didn't realize that they were meant to be sons and daughters of God. So through his sacrificial efforts, Pedro de Gante brought this realization to the Aztec people. He baptized them, and they were now beloved children of God. He brought God into their community. This was truly amazing. And we heard that he baptized someone that many of us probably already know, Juan Diego. Juan Diego was a Native American Aztec whose name was originally Talking Eagle, and he converted to Catholicism because of Pedro de Gante and because of the Franciscan missionaries. And eventually, Talking Eagle was baptized, at which point he received his Christian name, Juan Diego. 
And we know that later on, Mary, Our Lady of Guadalupe, appeared to Juan Diego on his way to Mass. And because of these events surrounding her appearance and the miraculous image on his tilma, millions of people were converted to Catholicism. So again, this is truly amazing. Because Pedro de Gante took his baptismal promise seriously, he went out as priest and through his sacrificial efforts and works, he brought God to the people. He ended up converting and baptizing Juan Diego. And then through God's work through Pedro and then through the baptized Juan, millions upon millions of more people were baptized. They were converted and they came to know about God. What power God gave to Pedro. God worked through him to convert and to love countless people. And you have this power too. So your Divine Mercy Kids Challenge this week is to be priests through offering the sacrifice of daily prayers for souls that don't yet know God. And your bonus challenge is to listen to our Divine Mercy Kids bedtime prayers at 6.55 p.m. and pray every night before you go to sleep. Prayer is a beautiful sacrifice that God finds very pleasing. And when you pray, you're living as priest. We would like to thank Magnificat and Ignatius Press for granting permission to read Great Missionaries Throughout the Ages, written by Gail Tertres and illustrated by Arnaud Clermont. Maps in the books were done by Chloe Gautier. We will be reading this book throughout the year, so if you'd like to follow along with our reading, you may purchase this book by visiting bookstore.magnificat.net. If you'd like to be part of our free Divine Mercy Kids Club, visit catholic540.org forward slash kids. When you join, you're going to receive a calendar, challenge cards, stickers, and more. And we would love to have you as an official Divine Mercy Kid. Let's conclude with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we desire to grow closer to you. Be our strength. Help increase our faith, love, and charity, so that each day we may grow to become good disciples for your kingdom. Lord Jesus, please bless our Divine Mercy kids. We thank you for the sacrament of baptism. Please help us live out our baptismal promise as priest, prophet, and king. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prayer is so important, so join us tonight and every night for bedtime prayers at 6.55 p.m. And I'll see you next week. Until then, spend this week doing all things for Jesus through Mary. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.